God is making everything in your life to be new. In the name of Jesus. The Lord has um, given us a watchword for the year. And it's that 2020 is our season of what? Winning strides. Okay? We are, we are taking fantastic strides. Not just one. Amen? We're taking fantastic strides. And everything is going to result into winning. Hallelujah. In other words, uh, losing is not an option this year. It doesn't mean the enemy will not attack. No sin. The enemy will attack. In fact, as soon as the enemy hears that, he will attack more and more. You know, as soon as they announced the battle of Jesus to Herod, uh, the enemy raised up his head. But God is wiser. Hallelujah. God is greater. God is bigger. Hallelujah. And whatever the enemy did could not undo what God has done. And I want to say whatever the enemy will do or may do this year will not undo what God has already done in your life in the name of Jesus. So this month of January I will be looking at a couple of things that you see we need to embrace because when God speaks his word to us he wants us to embrace those words and he wants us to run with it. They are not slangs but rather they are things we have to fight with. We are to fight with the prophetic word and we are to know the right thing that God wants us to do. Amen. So if we are going to have the winning stripes that God has promised us, if you are not here on the uh, New Year Eve, I will say, try and get the message so that you can connect. Praise the Lord. This look at winning attitudes. If we are going to have winning strides, then we must have winning attitude. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 4 to 5, from the New Living Translation, it says, don't look out only for your own trust, your own interest. Winners are not selfish. Winners are people that look out for the interest of others. And as they look out for the interest of others, God bless them more and more. Hallelujah. Don't look out only for your own interest, but take interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Jesus, that Christ Jesus had. Hallelujah. So he's saying, don't be selfish. Don't just be focused on self, but look out for what is going to be a blessing to others. If God is giving you a business, don't look out for the business just to make money. Look out for what is going to give value to others. What is going to bless others. And out of it, your blessing comes. Hallelujah. And the Bible says we should have the same attitude that Jesus has had when he came to the earth. Uh, New King James Version will say, let his mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 
Some other translation will say, have the same mindset that Jesus Christ had that though he is God, but he did not count equality with God something to grasp with. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus possessed a winning attitude. He lived on heart with a mindset of a winner. Hallelujah. He came to bring many sons to glory, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 2. He was determined to see it done. Praise God. He, he could see it done even right as he was growing up. And so, whatever it will cost him to see it done, he was ready to do it. Hallelujah. And one thing that it cost him was he needed to lay aside his glory. He needed to put everything aside. And he will not take it back until he goes back to the Father. He was going to subject himself to the dictates of the Father on half. And he was going to live by the only spirit that will be available to his followers. Hallelujah. Praise God. So Jesus was determined to accomplish his vision. He was a man of vision. A man on a mission. So he was determined to accomplish his vision. He was ready to discipline himself to accomplish his mission. That's why he, he said, For their sakes I've sanctified myself, that they also may be sanctified. Praise God. So he was determined not at any time use the power that belonged to him as God when he was on earth. He never did one. Because if it was the power that belonged to him as God, that he used, he could never tell us to do the same thing. Hallelujah. Even when he was going to the cross and they came to arrest him, Peter cut off the marker's ear and he said, don't do it. I, this thing must be fulfilled. I must be submissive to the Father. I have capacity to bring 12 legions of angels here. And if he brings 12 legions of angels, they will wreck havoc. Only one angel killed 165. One angel. Imagine what 12 legions will do. Hallelujah. But he said, I won't do that. It was a man that was ready to sacrifice himself. He had an attitude to accomplish his vision and his mission. And whatever it would take him, he was ready to allow his body go through it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He was consumed by his vision and his mission and he valued people. Are you listening to me? Praise God. There are people that get consumed about their vision without valuing people. God is concerned about people. Every vision that we have must bring a blessing to people. It must impart people. It must not just lift us up, but it must change people's life. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if, if Jesus needed to put equality with God aside to do that, he didn't see that as any big deal. He put it and he humbled himself. Pity is part of an attitude of a winner. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
and he humbled himself because if you if you are determined to win, you may need to learn some things and unlearn some things. And sometimes God will teach you things that you need to learn from people you think are higher than you, that you are higher than. And then you must be willing to, to have that attitude of humility to lay those things aside. Because what you know, you already know. What you don't know, you don't know. Are you listening to me? Let me say it again. What you know, you already know. What you don't know, you don't know. And for you to know what you don't know, you will need to humble yourself and learn it. Even if it's from a child. Hallelujah. And so Jesus humbled himself for equality with God aside to accomplish it. And at the end of the day, Jesus accomplished it. I have finished the work that you have given to me. I'll pray that at the end of this year, we all will be standing and say, Lord, all that you want me to do this year, I have done it. Amen. That's what we are going to be saying. So, we need to possess a winning attitude. It's an attitude that is essential for a successful outcome of any endeavor. It's an attitude that is needed for a successful outcome of any endeavor. How we view the world, how we view the circumstances, how we respond to the circumstances, how we respond to the people that God brings around us is all rooted in the attitude we choose. Your attitude is your choice. Let me say it again. Your attitude is your choice. There are things that may happen that you don't choose, but the way you respond is your choice. You can choose to respond like a winner. Hallelujah. Or you can respond like a loser. Praise God. When you learn to respond as a winner, you can turn adversity into an advantage. When you learn to respond as a winner, you, you can turn every wilderness the devil brings against you into a wonderland. Hallelujah. Praise God. Your attitude is the settled way of thinking. Is the settled way of thinking, your feeling and disposition about something. Or about situation, about life, about whatever. Is a settled way of thinking. Feeling. Thoughts. Disposition. Which will eventually affect your action. Towards an object. Towards a situation. Towards a people. Whatever. Okay. So. And there is no attitude that cannot change. Attitude are subject to change. Don't give me that. That this is me. This is not you. Are you listening to me? This is who I am. I just like to. That's just the way I like to do my things. If it's not going to produce victory that God has spoken about, then you need to change. And change is constant. Change is constant. You can never be what God wants you to be 
if you are not willing to change. Hallelujah. So there are many attitudes that we need to change this year. Many thoughts, patterns, many uh, wrong disposition that if we hold on to it, even though God has said we have winning strides, we may never enter into it. Praise the Lord. Amen. A winning attitude believes to see success. Believes to see success and ready to put everything together to become that success regardless of your present position and predicament. Hallelujah. You are determined to, this, to see success. And success is becoming what God wants you to become. Success is achieving the goals. I will be talking about goals in one of the sessions. Okay? Uh, is achieving the goals uh, that you with God have set. Are you listening to me? And then you're willing to put your mental faculty to operation. You see, we, we, many folks think that when they become believers, uh, God said they should drop their mental faculties. No, 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 no. He has given us our mental faculties uh, to be influenced and be imparted with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit so that we can even become more successful. Hallelujah. Praise God. But more successful doing what God wants us to do. Because the danger in the world is that people can be successful doing the wrong thing. Are you listening to me? So when we're talking of success, you, you need to be able to define. That's why the book of Joshua talked about good success. Are you listening to me? If there is a good success, uh, there is a bad success. It's a success. Something is achieved. Something is accomplished. Uh, but it's not what God wants accomplished. Are you listening to me? So when we're talking success here, we're not defining success just the way the world defines it, which has to do with money and power and influence, even if you use it wrongly. But we're talking of success uh, that extend the frontiers of the kingdom in whichever field that God has called you to be. Praise God. So a winning attitude believes to see that success, engage his mental faculty to see and walk through that success regardless of your present position or predicament. Hallelujah. So if you can see this year, I'm going to have winning strides in every area of my life. And you put it down, you write it down, this area, this is where I am right now. What do I need? What, what will it mean for me to win? That's defining. That's, that's putting uh, uh, the things into uh, written goals and, uh, uh, and, and that will affect your habits and the values that you will embrace. All these things I will be talking about. Amen. Praise the Lord. The key to becoming someone with a winning attitude is to adopt a new mentality. A mentality of winners that we will see in the scriptures. Mentality of winners who achieve great things, who become great in God. 
They achieve great things. They become great in God. And they live consistently in greatness. Amen. Oh, God, I know somebody said, well, that's selfish. No, no. God is not afraid of you becoming great. In fact, he told Abraham, I will make you great. But you see, that greatness is for the extension of God's kingdom. Are you listening to me? When God puts you in the position you are excelling, you come out on top, you're, you're doing well, people are pulled to you. The world, most of the people in the world do not respect potential. Let me say it again. Most of the people in the world do not respond to potential. Only people which, which the high side of the ego respond to potential. Most people in the world, they respond to potentials that are already expressed. Are you listening to me? Hello? Let me see it again. Most people will not naturally respond to your potential. But of course, God will bring you people who will respond to help you. Are you listening to me? But don't fight other people because generally they will not. Even God, even God told Samuel, men, they look on the outward. Hello? Men generally will look on the outward. If a restaurant is pulling many people in and they see crowd, no matter what they are eating there, more people will go there. True of us. Even if the food is bad, about there are many people. If something good is not happening there, there won't be many people there. Of course, we all have tried some places where many people are there, but there's no value for what you are putting on. Are you listening to me? Okay. So, when we are going to become what God wants us to become and attract people to Jesus, we must be willing to pay the sacrifice that will help us become success. Are you listening to me? Because more people will listen to you. More people will respond to you as you win in life. That is why when you engage people in discussion, you, you may be going through stuff, but that is not what you are going to put ahead to them. Because nobody will invest in your crisis. Have you seen somebody say, well, this is my company. We're so terrible now, very bad and really, really terrible things. I'm just working now. I want you to give me money so, so that my money will go down the drain. But if I can't tell him, that, if I can't make it clear to that person that despite what I'm going through, I have a vision. Hallelujah. I know where I'm going. I have a clear pathway. Somehow, someone, somewhere will see that. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we need to develop a winning mentality because it's from a winning mentality you'll be able to make a discussion with somebody who wants to engage you that could invest in your potential for you to become whom you, you want to become. If not, all you'll be telling the person is things you don't have. Instead of telling him things you don't have, why don't you talk about things you have? Hallelujah. Things you have that if he, if he puts in some, some help, you're going to become much more better. Hallelujah. 
and this thing is going to bring more profit and blessing to himself. Praise God. But when you get there, just talk. How bad I tell you, I have never eaten for three days and ten days. Life is so tough. Things are so bad. I've never, if I all my money get lost. Ah, what did you do? I don't know. I try, I try, try, try. This life is going to kill me. I just don't understand. Say, oh, all you will get is pity. And pity does not change anyone. Only compassion does. Compassion goes with action. Pity goes with feeling. Pity hands at the, at the bottom of feeling. Compassion is ready to do something. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay. So, with winning mentality, you'll be able to change every aspect of your life. You'll be able to move forward in your home. Your home may be in crisis right now, but with a winning mentality, you can see the end product and you are ready to walk towards it. A winning mentality, a winning attitude will give you determination to persevere even in the face of opposition. Praise God. Okay, I'll give us a few examples in the scripture. The first one I would like to talk about that I see with a great winning attitude is a man called Caleb. Caleb was a man that had a great winning attitude. In Numbers chapter 13, verse 26 to 33, you know, earlier they were sent by Moses to, to go the land. They were sent by Moses to go and explore the land. You see, that's something you need to learn. You must learn from the failure of others. So that you don't repeat the same thing. You will see one problem with Moses was he allowed God asked him to send the twelve to go. And also, in fact, if you read two accounts, in those two accounts, one it looks like God said to him, send twelve to people to go. One he said, Look for every man a leader, let there be democracy, every must be represented. Are you listening to me? And then he does not know how to handle, he doesn't have what I call damage control. When they came, what Moses could have done is to have taken the 12 into a private room and personally speak to them. Are you listening to me? Hello? And so. If he will bring someone to speak to the congregation, it will be someone with a positive attitude. Because negative attitudes spread like this. Are you listening to me? But then, you will see Joshua took another approach entirely. Joshua did not select 12 guys. He picked only two. Are you listening to me? He did not allow the two to just speak. He forced deceiver. He forced listening to them. Praise God. That's just free of charge. It's not part of it today. Amen. It's what is called damage control in leadership. Are you listening to me? Because when you give voice to negative people, they're going to ruin the things you're doing. Are you listening to me? You can't give voice to negative people. You need to change them. You need to spend time with them before they come and ruin the things that God has called you to do. Because negativity even spread faster than being positive. Hallelujah. But here, you know, they, they now went to 
check out the land. When they came back from the land, they even came back with the fruits and the, they were saying great things that the land is flowing with milk and honey. But then they began to speak that the Amalekites are in the land. They said, nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong, is the mentality. The people who dwell in the land are what? They are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. That means they are fearful of the Anak people. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountain. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of Jordan. But look at a man with a different attitude. They have seen the same thing. The Bible says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able. Somebody say, We are well able. For we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able. We are not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land. With their spied out saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that divorces its inhabitants. Somebody say lie. People with losing attitude will lie to pass across their negativity. If the land was devouring the inhabitants, why did they see people there? They should have met corpses. Hallelujah. They said uh, it, it divorces its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in great stature, there we saw the giants. The descendants of Anna came from the giants. And we were like what? Grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. What you are in your sight is what you will be in the sight of others. That's the mentality. What you can see on the east is what others will see because you will communicate even if they don't know. Hallelujah. Okay. Imagine you are wearing a nice shirt. It might not be a good example. Let me use it. You are wearing a nice shirt. The person doesn't know the shop where you bought this nice shirt. This nice shirt is nice. Wow. This is a nice dress you're wearing. Ah, it's Okrika. It's Belgium. Did he ask you where you got it? It's simply admiring what you want. All you need is thank you. But that's sort of a loser. We still want to explain it. So that you don't think I'm a winner. So that you can pity me. He didn't ask you. Ah, this shoe. Yeah, it's not expensive. <laughs> this shoe is just a. It's popular, very cheap. Eh? Uh, me, I'm cheap, you see. As you see me. Uh, you see, he thinks he's, he's impressing that guy so that the guy can give him money. But you actually depreciate yourself. Hallelujah. So this guy said, We saw the Anax. We saw the sons of the giants. Wow. In our sight, we were like grasshoppers. We have, we have finished. 
and so you are in their sight. But do you know it's a lie? Because years later, are you still with me? What's the name of this uh, harlot? Rahab. Rahab said, when we had news about you, how your God caught up the Red Sea, uh, we had no more power in ourselves. We were actually waiting for, to hand over the city to you. So what defeated them was not the giants. It was their negative mindset. Hallelujah. This year get away with negative mindset. Hallelujah. And you will see that negative mindset sells very well. If you see uh, Numbers 14 verse 1 to 5. Uh, uh, the Bible says the congregation did, did what? They lifted up their voice. They wept. They cried. The people, they wept all night. Old people, were, they are weeping outside their gate all night. Hallelujah. And all the children of Israel complain. They have bought into negative news. Be careful the news you, you meditate on on the social media. And be careful the one you share. Are you listening to me? All the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Or if only we had died in this wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land? To fall by the sword. That our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. And then when you go to verse 6, the Bible says, For Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephne, who were among those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which flows with me in honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are what? They are our bread. They were seeing them as giant people that will fight them, that will kill them. But these two guys with a, with a right mentality and winning attitude, they were seeing this as giant breakfast. Amen. They were seeing giant loaves, loaves of bread, toast bread, fine bread. He said they are, they are bread for us. Hallelujah. But look at me. They saw the same thing. They experienced the same thing. But their report was different because of the attitude. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's a, a winning attitude is an attitude and a mindset that sees and settles with the outcome that God declares. You see it and you settle in yourself with the outcome that God declares. God has said uh, it's winning stripes. Okay? When you look at my life and look like, oh, Lord, I, I'm, I'm determined to embrace that. I'm determined to find in God all I need to do to walk into the winnings that he has for me. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Because the winning attitude will eventually determine the outcome of your life. It will eventually determine the outcome of your life. Your background may be, may, be, may, be, may, be, may be poor. 
Your background may not be exciting. But then, it has never limited God to make you a star. Hallelujah. Even our Lord Jesus had a very humble background physically. Are you listening to me? How many of you here were born in a manger? At least, I wasn't born in an hospital. But I was born in a house where people are living. Some of you are even born in very fine hospitals that you say, do you know where I was born? Hallelujah. But the son of God, the king of king, was born where? In a manger. Where animals are living. But it did not determine the outcome of his life. Hallelujah. Kings were looking for him. Philosophers were bowing to him. Hallelujah. Remember when they came from Greek and they said we would like to see Jesus. Pharisees who came to address him. They, he didn't speak like a loser. Hallelujah. The son of God didn't climb and say do you know me? That's why my hand is so hard like this. Eh? Hey, no, 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 no. Hallelujah. No, the son of God never spoke like that. Praise God. He never allowed the, the, the atmosphere on the outside to change the climate on his inside. Amen. He spoke to the Pharisees that they said, never has any man spoke like this. Amen. Never. He is different. Praise God. The son of God possessed that winning attitude. Throughout his life, 5,000 problems showed up. The disciples said, he said, give them something to eat. The, the negative mentality started to answer. One of them said, ha, eight months of salary, honey, cannot feed these people. Hallelujah. Jesus said, what do you have? That's what a, a, a winning attitude talks about. What do I have that God can multiply? What are the seed in my life? What are the seed in my business that God? What are the seed in my corporation? What are, what are the things I need to add more value to? To generate what God wants me to generate. Hallelujah. What do you have? They say, ha. Ah, there's only one small boy with a few loaves of bread and few fishes. But what is this among many? Hallelujah. No matter how small what Buys it. Let me say it again. No matter how small it looks to you what you have, do not despise it. Are you listening to me? A losing attitude always despises what they have. But a winning attitude will say that I can turn what I have into a blessing. Hallelujah. In fact, when that widow came to me, the prophet, can you imagine? That would look like a wicked thing. The widow came and said, uh, we are in debt to, in fact, uh, they have come to take over our house and our children and we we'll don't have anything. And uh, what she probably expect is get a check out or pray one of those uh, serials, uh, fire bomb prayer, call fire to consume, all those who are coming to collect the money, they'll do something. But the prophet didn't do any of that. The prophet said, okay, tell me what do you have? Look at your neighbor. Say, what do you have? 
Ask him again. Oh, huh? <laughs> you know, thank God she at least is humble. If it's some ladies are not humble, they are prophets. Ah, uh ah. -uh. I thought you are a man of God. So you want to defraud me? You are even asking me what I have? Can't you listen to everything I've spoken to you right now? He said, well, your, your handmaid has nothing. But your handmaid, just like he asked Moses, what is in your hand? Your handmaid has nothing but a little pot of oil. This cannot do anything. He said, that's it. That's what God needs. Hallelujah. God will multiply what he has already put inside of you. The knowledge, the skill, the wisdom, the relationships that God has given to you. God is going to multiply it. If you will present it to God. Hallelujah. They took the bread and, and they gave it to God. You see, a winning attitude is willing to give it over to God for God to multiply. A losing attitude is ready to say, no, let me consume it. Are you listening to me? Because this is the only I will ever have. A winning attitude say, Lord, I'm, I'm yielding this to you. I know you can bless it. Hallelujah. A winning attitude is what Abraham had when God, when God asked him, bring your only son. And he mentioned his name. Isaac, because he will quickly give you, uh, what's his name? Ishmael quickly. He said, you're Isaac, the only one. But when he had it, he said, I'm going to give it to God. But I believe he's going to come back to life. Hallelujah. And the Bible says he received it in a figure. Amen. When he was going to the mountain, he said, I and the Lord, look at that statement. We will go yonder and worship. And we, not I, we will come back to you. That's a winning attitude speaking. We will come back. I will obey God. I will walk in the values of the kingdom. Yet I know God is going to bring his word to pass. We will come back to you. And they came back. You will come back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jephthah. I won't be able to read because of time. I just give you the scripture. Judges 11 verse 1 to 9. Uh, and Hebrews 11 verse 32 to 34. You know, you know Jephthah, the Gileadite. The Bible says he was a mighty man of valor, but he didn't start as a mighty man of valor. He became a mighty man of valor. But the seed of a mighty man of valor was already on the inside of him. That's why God introduced God will introduce you with the seed he has put in you, not with your predicament. And the the, 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 his half brothers came and said you are born from another woman be careful how you treat folks even if you feel their background had issues God has always even used people with such backgrounds if they yield their life to God are you listening to me amen be careful how you treat folks like that even if they... Because it's not the fault of Jephthah that he was born. Out of wedlock. Are you listening to me? And if you are here, you are born out of wedlock. i got a good news for you. It does not have anything to do with what you will become. Hallelujah. And the brothers pushed him out and they said, you will not have inheritance with us because you were born for... By another woman who is not married to her father. And he went out. 
We didn't go out and say, well, guys, this is it. I'm finished. Even my brothers don't like me. Even God don't didn't like me. That's why all this thing to happen to me. I mean, as we commit suicide, I don't even know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know why my life is just like this. Hallelujah. <laughs> the man began to advertise his potential. Praise God. You see, he, as at that time, he could not attract any mighty man. So he could only attract worthless fellows. The Bible called them what? Worthless fellows. When, when, when he said worthless, how people saw them. Because they were not people with a great name in the society. They were not. They were people with background like his. Hallelujah. Because like beget like. Okay. So those are the people you could attract. If you want to raise people you are attracting to your life, raise your standard. <laughs> because you will attract you. Are you listening to me? Did you hear me? If you want to change those you are attracting, raise your standard. When you raise your standard, uh, you're going to begin to attract people at that level. Praise God. Okay. Now, he attracted worthless fellows, but then he changed something in them. He began to trade them. He began to trade them in the act of war and fighting and combat because that's the easiest thing that worthless guys can do. Hello? Do you know the easiest thing that street boys can do? Fight. True or false? But even in the fight, they can turn it to money. In every predicament, there is money. They can become wrestlers. They can go to UFC and fight it. Instead of fighting and breaking bottles on somebody's head, somebody can train them and say, come and train at the, at the sports stadium. We can, with this power, you can, you, can, you can refocus your energy. Hallelujah. And even though they were street boys, when they become winners, what heavyweight champion, or they call them, or whatever champion, you see, people will say, can interview you, but before they cannot talk to them. That's why people only celebrate potentials that are accomplished. So you can turn any adversity to advantage. That's what Jephthah did. He began to train and get ready. And one time, there was a war from the people of Ammon against the people of Israel. Whom will they turn to? They've been hearing how he has been raiding communities and doing things. They went back to the man they rejected. Hallelujah. And he became their leader. It was because his mentality was not of a loser. Praise the name of the Lord. And to make it wonderful, even God put his name in the book of Hebrews. He said, and of Jephthah, who through faith, because winning attitude and faith are connected together, who through faith subdue kingdoms. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you this year. Change something on your inside. Praise God. How about David? He rose up in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20. Then word and, and went for his father's errand to give something to his brothers. And he had Goliath making noise. And everybody was running away from Goliath. Whenever Goliath spoke, they would run away. But the Bible says when he had Goliath, something on the inside of him responded. He said, what shall be done to the man that kills this uncircumcised Philistine? 
Hallelujah. Even his elder brother rebuked him and said, I know the insolence of your heart. You have come to see the battle. He said, is there no reason? Is there no cause? Is there no purpose? Ah, there's a reason why I'm here. Hallelujah. You see, people with winning attitude, they are intentional. They are intentional. They don't see things as accidents. Are you listening to me? They, they have deep thoughts. Why did God allow that person to come into my life? Why, why did I have Holy Ghost show me? I need to walk with something. He said, is there no reason? There's a purpose for my coming here. Hallelujah. And the rest was history. Goliath went down. Your Goliath will go down. I say your Goliath will go down. In the name of Jesus. How about blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10 verse 46. Jesus was passing by. And the blind Bartimaeus was crying. Oh Jesus son of David have mercy on me. And the people said, who are you for Jesus to talk to you? Do you know who you are talking about? The king of kings and the lord of lords? The lion of the tribe of Judah? Hey, shut up! Keep quiet! Nobody wants you here! What did the Bible say? He started crying and said, oh, even my attempt will not produce anything. The Bible said, he did what? He cried the more. People with winning attitude. When the enemy tries to shut them down, they are going to cry the more. <laughs> They are going to walk them all. When they seem to have failed that exam, they will prepare for the next one more. Hallelujah. When it looks like their, their, their business is not selling, they are not going to go back somewhere and begin to cry. They begin to look at what to change so that they can be better. Hallelujah. But Tameus did what? He shouted the more. And as you shout the more, the attention of the Savior, of the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, we, it will shift his attention on you. Hallelujah. Jesus said, someone is calling me. Some, I, 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 I can see the attitude somewhere. Hallelujah. I can see someone who will not be debarred. I can see someone who is never going to give up. Hallelujah. He shouted the more and he came to Jesus. And Jesus asked him a question. That's why when attitude will affect how you engage in discussion. What do you want me to do for you? People will lose their voice. Yeah, they won't know what to say. I even thank God I can see you. Hey! All my life, I've never seen any great man. This is the first time I will see you. Hey! Son of God, even your, oh, let me touch and see how, how fine your fresh skin is. People with negative attitude will not know what to ask. What do you want me to do for you? Because people with winning attitude, they set their priority right. They have a right priority. Hallelujah. He said that I may see. Finish. Full stop. Hallelujah. If Jesus showed up in your room and asked you, what do you want me to do for you? Son of God, first way to. Let me go. <laughs> Let me start listening. May you know one thing that will produce other things. <laughs> There's always one thing. The economic guys and management guys call it Pareto principle. But the Bible says one thing is needful. Mary has found that one thing and it cannot be taken away. When you find the one thing, it will produce the other thing. 
I pray you will find the one thing. Hallelujah. My time is gone, but let me just give you quick, quick. Some things that will help you develop winning attitude. Number one, fill yourself with the knowledge of the greatness of God by meditating on who God says he is. Fill yourself with the knowledge of the greatness of God. Not what society says God is. But what God's word says he is. The Bible says he that comes to God must believe that he is. And one day God told me it's not just that he exists. That he is what he says he is. Hallelujah. Isaiah 40 verse 12 to 18. You can see the greatness of God being described in that. Fill yourself with the knowledge of the greatness of God. By meditating on who he says he is. Just fill yourself. By spending time in his world to find out who he is. You find out who he is by what he says he is. Number two, by how he has related with people and what he has done in their lives, you can discover his greatness. Hallelujah. So you can believe him for yourself. Number two, fill yourself with the knowledge of who you are in Christ. Fill yourself with the knowledge of who you are. Not what religion says you are. Are you listening to me? Not what your tradition says you are. Not what your pocket says you are. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 9 says, You are a chosen generation, a royal priest to the holy nation. You are God's special people. You are a VIP. Very important person. Very important personality. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three. Believe in God's ability on the inside of you. Believe in God's ability on the inside of you. Don't go away from God. Yes, the society will say believe in yourself, but rather believe in God's ability about you because it is God that gets it done. It's God that gets the glory. You are not to be a man-made man or self-made man. You will be God-made man. Because God-made man cannot be destroyed by man. Are you listening to me? Praise the Lord. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do what? All things through Christ who strengthens me. I can be abased and I can ban. I can change any habits. I can let go anything that doesn't need to be in my life. Don't say I cannot do it. This one has become part of my life. If nothing, it has to do with a character base. It has to do with how he's responding to situation. When he said he, he knows how to, you know, in a needy circumstance, he knew how to handle it. And in a generous circumstance, he knew how to handle it. Hallelujah. You can do all things. You can change the habits. I say you can change the habits. In the name of Jesus. First John chapter 4 verse 4 says, You have got little children and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. And 1 John 4, 17 says, uh, Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. Go meditate on that scripture. Feel yourself. When the devil is telling you you can't be something, you can't make it, there is no... See, I was reading some, somebody said, there is nothing you cannot learn if you apply yourself to it in three months. Are you listening to me? I don't know that subject. Yeah, I don't know. There is nothing. 
There is nothing that you cannot learn if you put yourself to heat within three months. That's the ability that God has given us. Hallelujah. One of the things you need to do this year is learn something new. Are you hearing me? Learn what? Amen. Praise God. Number four, live in the present and prepare for the future. Live in the present and prepare for the future. Don't let the past steal the joy and the progress of your present. Live in the present and prepare for the future. Don't let the, the past steal the joy and the progress of your present. You must know how to undo these two. The past and the future. Jesus was crucified among two thieves. I can say those two thieves are the past figuratively and the future. Hallelujah. The past is like this. If I was born when oil was booming. Oh! I won't be where I am. Oh! In 1960s. Oh! My life is because I didn't do these things in the past you can't change anymore. Are you listening to me? And if you live in the past, you allow the past to control you, it will steal your joy, it will steal your strength and what you can never become. Because everything you will be telling everybody is why you are where you are. But do you know what? In 10 years to come, you will be saying the same thing. Because today would have become the past. Are you listening to me? So the past is a thief. But the future can also be a thief. It's called procrastination. Are you listening to me? When Jesus went to the tomb of, uh, what's his name now? Lazarus. The sisters came out and said, if you had been here, past. Hello? Our brother will not have died. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life. Your brother will live again. They quickly jump into the future. We know he will live in the resurrection. The Past and the future can steal your progress. But what did Jesus say? I am the resurrection. Not I was. Not I will be. I am. What you are is what will determine what you become. I am the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you don't do something about today, the future will be exactly like today. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. What you do in your today become a seed for your tomorrow. So, what I'm saying, you need to be filled with hope. I'll get there quickly. Sorry, I'm running. Uh, you know, Philippians 3.13 is the scripture I want to give you there. Uh, Paul said, I can't, uh, I do not come myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, I forget the things that are behind I reaching, I'm reaching forward. He's doing something now for what will happen in the future. I'm to those things which are ahead, I press 
The present is doing it in the now towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So live in the present. Make every day to matter. Is somebody hearing me? Make every day count. Do something about whom you want to become. Do something about winning every day. Your result will show before the year runs out. Are you listening to me? But if you are just waiting for December 31st of 2020, another word will come. And you do nothing about what has happened now, you'll get nothing. Are you listening to me? So do something today. Live in the present and prepare for the future. Don't let the past steal the joy and the progress of your God. Number five, develop a positive outlook to life. Develop a positive outlook to life. Don't be, don't be negative. Find something good about what God is doing in you. Hallelujah. Even when you are going through the pain and the pressure, there's something good. Number six, one more will go now. Number six, remain optimistic about life. Don't be pessimistic. Be filled with hope. To be optimistic means you, you have a hope. You can see something great coming. To be pessimistic is, ah, nothing good can happen. Hallelujah. Remain optimistic about life. Don't be pessimistic. Be filled with hope. Romans chapter 15 verse 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may do what? Abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Abound in hope. You can change that situation. You can leave that habit. You can become better. You can become more skillful. Glory to God. You, if, you are, if you are a salesman, you can sell more. Praise God. If you are a teacher, you can be more, come more accurate and change the lives of the student. If you are a businessman, you can do Whatever you are, you can be more skillful and be more better. Praise God. Always keep advancing. And, and finally, finally, live with a vision. I'm going to do a class sometimes on vision itself. Live with a vision. A vision is the picture on your inside of what you want to be in the future. Are you listening to me? What you want to become. A mission is how you are going to accomplish your vision. It's the statement of your purpose. How you are going to accomplish your vision without violating right values. Are you listening to me? So in other words, there are many folks that live with no vision. Don't just say, I want to have money. That's not a vision. Okay? That's not a vision. That's a want. And sometimes it can be a greedy want of every woman being on the face of the earth. What is going to attract the money to you? Are you listening to me? When you become a person of value, because you have added value to your life, people will pay for that value. Are you listening to me? Okay. And as a believer, living with a vision involves spending time in God 
to help you fine tune what he wants you to be. Some of it has already deposited seeds into your heart. And as you aggregate those seeds and you spend time with God, a fine tune it and give you that picture. And as you spend time enough with that picture, you begin to come into a mission statement. You see, what would you like to be said at your graveside? Fast forward to the future. When you are old and you live and you die and they are going to bury you and people, they are asking people to speak, even though sometimes people tell lies. Anyway, because they said in this place we don't speak bad of dead people. But there are some dead people you need to speak bad. They are bad. When Abacha died, nobody spoke good. You say you are bad. Hallelujah. Fast forward. I want, what, will, what will I want my children to say? What will I want my, my relatives, what will I want my colleagues to say? Then live that life. Amen. Praise God. If you want them to say, ah, <laughs> we, we are not, it's not good to cry when someone dies. It's not good to, but anyway, that this uh, our father died. It's even good. Though. <laughs> even if they don't say it at the graveyard, they will say to them at home, ah, well, we just pretended. We are glad that he died. He was a tyrant. Ah! Thank God he died. That will not be your portion. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says where there is no vision that people perish in KJV. In, 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 in some other translations, where there is no prophetic revelation. Hallelujah. TPT says where there is no clear prophetic vision. People quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, because in the word you will discover your vision. Is somebody hearing me? In the word of God you will discover your vision. Because the Bible says that Paul said in, in Acts chapter 20, I commend you to to, uh, to, to God and the word of his grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. So in the word of God is your own inheritance. There's somewhere as you meditate that will strike. Ah! You say yes, this is me. This is me. When Jesus got to the temple the Bible says, he didn't just read and they gave him the scroll. The Bible says he found. That means it's, you don't find what you don't sight. He didn't just open and say Holy Ghost, you want to speak to me? Holy Ghost, you want to speak to me? Wherever I open today is where you are speaking. And where you open is Judas went to hang himself. Hallelujah. Jesus found where it was written. In Luke chapter 4. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He searched for it. Search for what speaks about you in the word of God. If there is something that spoke about you. As you spend time with God and search in the scripture, you will discover. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, to bind up the broken water, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to them that are bound and enclose it. Hallelujah. He said, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And something changed. The Bible says his fame went all about. Praise God. Did you get something? Have a winning attitude. Each of a Sunday this month, I'm going to be speaking on something that has to do with what God has said. Develop 
a winning attitude. One of the sessions I hope to talk about winning goals, winning decisions, winning habits. Hallelujah! I know it doesn't sound like what you like to hear. You like to hear Holy Ghost fire will consume. Rock will jump from heaven. But these are the things that will help you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Shall we stand up to pray? Can we have the communion ready? Thank you, Jesus. I want you to pray one prayer. I want you to pray one prayer this morning. I want you to pray and say, Lord, help me to develop the winning attitude. Help me to develop it. I, I, I refuse to lose this year. You have declared concerning us that it's our season of winning spirits. I receive that word and everything that will make me to win in every area of my life, Lord, I'm willing to make changes where I need to make changes. I'm willing to increase what I need to increase. I'm willing to whatever I need to do to be all that you want me to do. Help me, Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will help you. Help me, Holy Spirit, to change what needs to be changed. Help me, Holy Spirit, uh, to, to, to increase what I need to increase and decrease what I need to decrease. Help me, Holy Spirit, to set my priority right uh, in this year to be all that God wants me to be. Thank you, Father God. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We bless you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. We partake of the communion of every month. And this is the first one this year. As we receive Jesus. This is what Jesus said we should do as often as we meet. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the death and the resurrection of Jesus. We thank you for, for the body that was broken for us on the cross. We thank you, Lord. Lord, with gratitude, we receive the body that was broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Everything that your body accomplished for us, we receive it in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God, for the blood. The same night you took the cup. You blessed it. You said this is the new covenant in my blood. That is shed for the remission of sins. Lord we receive. The blood of Jesus. That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. As we receive this communion today. Of your blood. We thank you because we are cleansed from every unrighteousness. We thank you because your blood speaks for us. In the name of Jesus. We overcome every obstacle. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father.